Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast everywhere you could possibly imagine. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. Sure. Uh, <laughs> tonight, we get to discuss ex-wives can be murder. Can be. Can be. Not always. I like that they, they kinda, can be. Yeah, I like they that they give, a, they give a little way out for those yeah. that aren't. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. totally not misogynistic at all. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. Might be. Might be murder. Could be. Joe, you're up. Pearl Danko. Yep. It's time for the Minute Max. Pearl Django. I was thinking about doing the Minute Max as Max for this one for some reason. Do it. I love uh, it. I don't know if I can sustain the while thinking. <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> okay. I don't think I can do it. I kind of want to test that oh out God, though later. You've like you've given up before you even began. I don't I know. <laughs> no. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. I'm just gonna do it in my normal. Okay, ex-wives can be murder. Uh, the, the hearts are awoken in the middle of the night because Max is going fishing and he's all dressed up and he's going to go catch some fish. And then they go back to sleep. Uh, he is out fishing the next day when someone they get a mysterious call and it's Pearl Danko, Max's ex-wife. She comes in, the hearts break, go pick her up at the airport and someone tries to steal her luggage that Jonathan so graciously tries to collect for her. And then they take her home and Ma- and Max thinks that she's dead, but she's not. And then they like really quickly are just okay with that. And it turns out that she's in a little bit of trouble because her brother was in the mafia, I think. And he died in a car wreck and she just let people believe that. But he stole a big necklace that this fence woman wants who runs a vintage shop. And <laughs> so she wants to sell, she wants to buy this necklace from Pearl and then sell it for millions of dollars. It's a big diamond necklace. Well, the hearts uh, are trying to figure out, well, she gets... Max gets kidnapped and she gets thrown out of a van and disabled so she can't do anything and the hearts try to figure out who's who's where's the necklace and so they figure it out in the end. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that was fantastic. Well, well done. My my ex-wife Pearl showed up and it turned out she was in a little bit of trouble with the mafia. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just wanted to see if it yeah, would I don't I know. couldn't mm-hmm. do it. It's not even Boba is embarrassed for you. Well, yeah. I'm s- sorry for you, Joe, because I'm going to do the whole thing as freeway. Oh my god! Boof, 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 boof. It's so clear in my head what he would say. It's so clear, but I can't do his voice. So I don't think you I don't know what you're so looking at me. Hard on yourself. <laughs> I thought you were looking um, at me. If if you'd like me to pretend that you never said that, I that's easy for me to do. Okay, yeah. Okay. Oh man. All right. All right. All right. I actually have my timer. I'm going to be staring at it the whole time, which may or may not be an effective way to do this. Mm. We shall see. Lifelong, lifelong learner. That's how we do it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ex-wives can be murder. <laughs> so Max gets up in the middle of the night uh, to go fishing, and then we find out while he's fishing that his dead but not dead ex-wife comes to town with a stolen necklace and she comes to town so that and she stays with the heart so she and max can rekindle their arguing uh then (laughs) in the middle of the night pearl calls the fanciest fence in town sylvia van upton 
Um, and she's like, oh, I have a necklace. And she's like, sell me the necklace. She's like, I'm not going to sell you the necklace. And then Sylvia <laughs> then Upton turns to her henchman. She's like, let's make her an offer. Let's offer to let her stay alive. And then the henchmen throw her out of a moving van, uh, which seems against that offer. Then they kidnap Max, who's very blase about being kidnapped. The hearts go to Seymour Newgarden to get a fake copy of the necklace made. But Seymour Newgarden makes great copies, but he makes terrible bad visual analogies. Then uh, there's a hungry, hungry insurance investigator. And then there's like a random alley place. Mm-hmm. That sells some kind of supplies, and there's a bubbling vat <laughs> of acid that just—it seems very, very dangerous. I gotta say. Um, and so he's like, "Oh, we're gonna throw this in the thing," and then everybody breaks into a gender-biased fight, <laughs> and then uh, Jennifer gets the gun, and then um, all done. Mm-hmm. How much spare time do you have? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> did you go over? None, none. Oh. oh, I hit the wrong thing. I hit stopwatch. <laughs> oh, how long did you go for? One thirteen point. Okay, it's a one. It's a little bit over a minute max. That's okay. That's it's fine. a it's a maximum. Well, it was minute. still running when I was. I bet. <laughs> oh, no, I bet fine. I got. I, bet I think I you're. I think you're yeah. right around a minute. I can't believe it. The one thing I wanted to get to was the vat of acid, and I didn't even get to it. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't can't believe I couldn't say Sylvia <laughs> until after Sylvia Van Upton. Unique New York. Oh, so, unique so, New York. Sylvia. <laughs> Pickled peppers, pickled peppers. <laughs> Chug some some very tart last word. Yum. <sighs> Let's try this. Ex-wives should be murder. Uh, the hearts get a phone call from a woman who's at a at an airport saying, hey, Max was supposed to pick me up, but he isn't there because he's fishing. So the hearts are like, yeah, we'll come pick you up. They go. Jonathan goes to get her luggage and two guys beat him up. They beat the fuck out of him. Uh, but he gets he gets her luggage, takes it home. Max is like, oh, that can't be my ex-wife. She's dead. But then he sees her and she's like, oh, he's like, oh, you're not dead. So let's make dinner and fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the, she <laughs> calls Sylvia, says, I have the necklace. Sylvia's like, I, I'll give you $100,000. And she says, no, it's worth millions and hangs up the phone. Then she hides it in the heart's house. No one knows where. Uh, then they go to the aquarium. Uh, Max and Max, a guy pulls a gun on Max, <laughs> which Max says, what are you going to do with that thing? And uh, then they throw him in a van. Then they throw... Uh, they throw Pearl out of the van, uh, <laughs> but then the hearts find the necklace in a fish. They uh, call Sylvia to make the swap. They go to Bayside Supply next to a vat of bubbling acid. They fight, threatening to throw the diamonds in the acid, but uh, they win and all is good. All is good. Wow. There is a sign in their defense. There's a sign that says, beware. Beware. <laughs> beware. Vat of acid. acid. Yeah. Open, acid. open, full vat of acid. I thought it was. Well, I'm just grateful that there wasn't someone pretending to need a wheelchair in this episode. Yes. There's a bubbling vat of acid that the hearts were very <laughs> aware of. So quickly they... dumped someone into that vat of acid. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a. If there had been a wheelchair. That ends your troubles. I definitely thought somebody was going in that acid, though. But nobody did. It was such bubbly acid. It was really, really bubbly. frothy. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it was. um, I thought it was a hot tub when they first showed up, which makes more (laughs) sense. A hot tub of acid. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I Googled after the episode for fact check, and acid does not melt diamonds. So that necklace would have been just fine and probably a lot cleaner. You know, but the, no so worse for wear. I had that exact same thought because I was like, there's no way the acid destroys diamonds, but it would probably melt the casings. Uh, yeah. So 
it would have just been a bunch of loose diamonds in a vat of acid that you then have to retrieve. Yeah, yeah it would have melted uh, Sylvia's boy toy henchman and then the other one that was le- less smart mm. henchman. Yeah, the two henchmen. Was he less less smart or was he just from New York? I couldn't tell. I don't know. I, I also have done a little acid research because I'm an alien stan and... I don't think acid Hold works up. the way. Hold, <laughs> Hold on. Wait. He's Pump a, the brakes. He's Pump ref- the brakes there, Garver. referring to the, the mm-hmm. film, the 1979 film by Ridley Scott, Alien. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which is the same year as the first episode <laughs> okay. of Heart to Heart, right? Yes. Wow. Coincidence? Coincidence? I think I not. I think not. <laughs> I don't Beware think acid. acid. <laughs> I'm not sure acid works Beware the way. Beware alien juice. Alien <laughs> juice. Xenomorph blood. Xenomorph <laughs> it doesn't work the way that we think it does based on Hollywood movies. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, the fly just the remake of the fly just popped into my head. Oh man. I've been wanting to watch that recently. Did that just because, come out? Because he's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he pukes on a donut to eat. Yeah. It, that, that's like one of the yeah. best things ever. Did you watch possessor? No. Okay. Oh, you must, you must mm. bleak it's as hell. So it's, bleak. Ble- it's, it's uh, I think it's the best movie of 2020. Ooh. And I feel like I'm we're we're giving it a lot of advertising. Yeah, we are. Definitely. Someone needs to. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I respect it. Brandon, Cron- how do you expect Brandon Cronenberg to do it all by himself? <laughs> I don't. He's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> I want to work on my Max impression so that I can do Minute Maxes as if it's him giving a synopsis of the episode. How great would that be? Or as the intro? It would be really It'd good. Be really it good. would be really good. And it would be so succinct because he would be like, my ex-wife showed up and it turns out she's in a little bit of trouble. She got this <laughs> necklace and the hearts were trying to figure out what to do with it. Well, I got kidnapped and then we went to a vat of acid. That's how you would You're say not it. allowed to redo your minute Is that how it would be? <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for, I was, wasn't really figuring out where you were going with that. That's how it would be. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Well, listeners, challenge, challenge thrown down. Yeah. <laughs> if you can do a uh, one-minute synopsis of an episode as Max, mm-hmm. you win. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just outsourcing the shit out of this joint. Yeah. And if you can also <laughs> talk about the episode for an hour and be pr- <laughs> right. be kind of funny. It's a four-hour work week. Yeah. We, four-hour we podcast. We have a job for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of Pearl Danko? Oh, man. Pearl Danko, Max's uh, lady friends all seem like they come from the Thelma Ritter school for grown-up girls, yeah. which, <laughs> which I love. Pearl Danko, right? She's she's in the business of show, you can tell, right? Yep. She says as much in the episode, but the actress that plays her also was in the business of show. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. They shoot horses, don't they? Um, I, just before... Um, we got together. I looked at IMDb because I'm like, there's got to be more to more to that woman than I'm remembering. Oh man, so much more. But mm-hmm. one crazy thing is that she retired and and lived in North Bend until oh wow she passed away like two years ago for, for our listeners. People. Oh yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. Even, I don't um, actually know. Guys, stop fighting. <laughs> Are we tearing you apart? <laughs> Where is North Bend, Ellen? Because uh, I'm not actually fighting. I'm just trying to talk and Joe keeps interrupting me. Oopsie. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's trade off on it like uh, Jenny and her husband do on the Minute Maxes. North Bend is in Washington. <laughs> By the mountains. Yeah. It's north. Okay. It's north. Of the it's, bend. 
Okay. It, it is, and it's very close to the fictional town of Twin Peaks. Yes, this is true. Oh. It's a very lovely place. It is. It's gorgeous. Do we know her real name? We don't, and there's no Alan way for us McClary. to know. Ellen McClary. Ellen <laughs> McClary. She was great. She was great. I was a little like I don't know. I wanted her. I wanted more of more of her. I guess. Mm, yeah. Or maybe she, I, she was, maybe I wanted more interaction terrific. between her and Max because I did love the cooking scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seemed a little a little ham fisted, like, <laughs> but but it was adorably ham ham fisted. Like I I enjoyed it very much, but I wanted more. I just I like Max's interactions with these salty women that he. Yeah. yeah. Hangs out with it's so cool. Mm-hmm. You like the brassy, sassy class of uh, 1962 from Thelma Ritter's uh, school for grown up girls. Always, I also um, love that she just like when she gets to the Hearts place, she just apparently just gets wasted mm-hmm. just starts and starts dancing. singing and dancing. Oh, that and was I was great. like, You rule, you are so cool. <laughs> She's an ingenue. Yeah. I just thought she was so captivating. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Mm-hmm. Truly, like she had a magnetism, but I feel I would be a because of how Tis the Season to be murdered had, or no, sorry, the croquet one had the dad from Give Me a Break. Mm-hmm. There's an Alan McCleary similar situation, which is she was married to the man who played Punky Brewster's grandfather. Yes. I didn't watch that show. Yeah. Mm. Punky. So he must have lived in North Bend too. Punky. It's very uh, exciting. Punky. Sole Moon Fry. <laughs> You've never seen Punky Brewster? I never, um, I never have. You have to just to hear him say punky. Punky. That's already in the podcast. I think in my head I conflate, <laughs> I conflate Punky Brewster rather weirdly with Small Wonder. Oh, God. Yeah, Small yeah. Wonder and Punky and, Brewster were... Small Wonder was almost like a bargain Punky Brewster, but with sci-fi. Right. Um, <laughs> I actually know someone that uh, went out on a date with the woman who played... The robot? The robot. Wow. She's by all accounts just, of course, a lovely normal person who just happened to do that at some point. I don't buy it. She's a robot. <laughs> There's no way that that wasn't a robot. <laughs> well, now she's an adult robot nurse. Well, they, they may have transferred her consciousness into an adult That's body. How they do it. <laughs> That's how they do it. Pearl Danko, real name I forget again. Um, Ellen McCleary. Ellen McCleary was... <laughs> incredible in the scene where she's telling max that she wasn't dead she is so good in that that scene was really 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 good i thought where and max is just doesn't feel betrayed at all he is just takes it with the (laughs) best humor i was really i was surprised because the way the way that that began i thought he was going to feel extremely betrayed and yeah he he was conveying betrayal and then he (laughs) just was like Okay. He All says right. well, the thing he says, he says, I'm sure glad you ain't dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that is such a funny <laughs> thing to say. I wish to someone somebody. would say that to me. And then it was so the the scene ends when they go cook and she says, I'll help you chop the onions. It'll be just like old times. And then Max says, Good, then we can both cry together. And <laughs> if you think of that as Max was going to be crying whether onions were being chopped or not. <laughs> I love that line so much. It is really good. That is really good. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's that's a hilarious combination. But like I said, I just found her so mesmerizing, really. And then on top of that, her outfits, it was like their um, directive for her wardrobe was like, what if 
Frenchie from the movie of Grease <laughs> yeah, <grew laughs> went up. to the Thelma Ritter school for school for adult <laughs> girls. Uh-huh. Um, but just the pink and purple thing she's wearing when they try to abduct her and then throw her out of the van <laughs> like garbage. Out of the van. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I expected her to roll a bunch <laughs> because I think that Rose She's not rolls though. You know, from Question of Innocence. Yeah, I I realized immediately how wrong that was. And mm-hmm. then I that was then supplanted by my deep concern for what might be the future of Pearl Danko and her health. But also I just <laughs> kept thinking that I wanted to call her Pearl Django <laughs> because like it's too close for comfort. <laughs> I like that. I love the name Pearl Danko. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Pearl Danko. And she does, they, they go out to a, f- uh, like a sea world type place for mm-hmm. their date yeah. for their day out. They're seals and they're eating seafood, I guess. Next, Jennifer are kind of off that on their seems own. Crass. Well, they were they were eating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess does. they were supposed to be eating fish because Max caught a bunch of fish, but that was chicken oh. on their plate. Well, there was a lot of there was the fishing thing and then the Sea World thing that has a loose th- fish theme in the episode. <laughs> Loose, very, very <laughs> loose because they don't really, there aren't like fish motifs other than that, really. It's just they go to the sea world. I wish the necklace was shaped like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And she, Pearl Danko is a mermaid. <laughs> the episode would be called Ex Wives Can Be Fish. Can Be Fish. <laughs> because we're talking about the scene where they're cooking in the kitchen and it's just the snappy yet argumentative banter um, between Max and, uh, Pearl, I was curious because, of course, Eric, you love to cook. And Joe, you cook also. I guess all three <laughs> of us like like to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eric, I I know that we've been in the same kitchen at the same time, but I don't think we've ever actually cooked together. No, we have not. Um, <laughs> you would remember. Yet. Yeah. Yet. That seems, we that will. seems crazy, right? Oh, I guess we we're, too, we're too busy eating. True. <laughs> um, but I was watching that and then I felt like sort of, awkward and uncomfortable because Max has these control issues in the kitchen. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I've worked so hard low these many years to try and release just even a per- 1% of my control issues. I think I'm doing pretty good, but in the kitchen, sometimes I don't think it's that I think the other person is doing it wrong necessarily. Of course that is because I just want them to do it exactly the way that I would do it. But yeah. also it's just more like sometimes I just want to be in that space by myself. Let me tell you, I am 100% you in this situation because mm-hmm. I am super controlling in the kitchen. God, do you guys, wait, do you know why you feel like this? Why? Because too many cooks are murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Joe's not wrong. Yeah. He is not wrong. Uh, true. But, but it's true. Thank like you, I, Joe. I, I really on. try not to be a crazy kitchen Nazi when Joe is cooking. <laughs> like, I, cause I'm always like, Oh, that's yep. This, <laughs> this, mm. Why don't you, and, and why I'm, don't you, what it, if you sometimes, and sometimes I do say like, Oh, you can do this. <laughs> like you can do it like this. And I, and I immediately, I try to po- apologize. Like, and be like, <laughs> I'm not tr- like, do your thing. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want, I don't mean to be like super control freak, but I'm 100% max in this scenario because one who the fuck okay (laughs) 
Who the fuck just the puts wine a, and random, cream sauce? a random amount of water in a pan and then throw, dumps a random oh, amount of instant rice I forgot about that. into the pan <laughs> and then puts another pan on top of it? Like you're making, you've never made rice, lady. You have mm. never made rice and you're making instant rice. So you've really never made rice. Uh, yeah, no, I was mad. I was mad. I was 100% on Max's side on that. I was like, yep, tell her, tell her how to do it. She won't learn well, if she doesn't. You learn. know, I, I don't like the, I don't like the bickering. I don't like bickering like I that. I don't either. It makes I don't me either. really uncomfortable. Same. Whether we're in the kitchen or not, we, it can be anywhere. And I just want, I just sort of like want to slink away like that meme of that cat that tiptoes. Do you remember what Jennifer, um, what Jennifer and, said about the bickering? <laughs> It's really offensive. I found, even though there's been enough enough time, do you remember? I don't remember. I know she says some she funny says, thing about wanting dinner. She says they're they're bickering, and the hearts are overhearing them from the living room, and they're playing with freeway. And Jennifer gets up and starts pacing around. She says, "I hope Pearl's visit Pearl's visit isn't going to turn into Pearl Harbor." <laughs> I kind of think that's funny. That's that, that funny. funny too, but that's kind of offensive. <laughs> I don't know. I think it, I'd be offended by it if Pearl was Asian. Mm. Uh, we also cracked Max's apron finally. This is oh yeah, maybe the third. It wasn't time. sour aid. It wasn't sour, sour medic. medic. It was. It was. Sour. It's <laughs> gour. It's gourmetic. 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 That's both less funny and less intriguing to me simultaneously. Doesn't the make sense. The weird part is that the writing underneath Gourmetic mm-hmm. said antacid, stomach pump, and aspirin. Yeah. Oh, so it's like he's not a gourmet. He's a really terrible cook. <laughs> or he's um, there to, I guess to, that's the joke. to help you when you have to deal with a terrible cook. I like mm-hmm. the design of that apron so much, but I hate the joke. There was, I knew you were saying like they ate something that was obviously chicken and it was described as fish. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the thing that people ate during the show that must have just taken my focus away from the picnic at SeaWorld entirely, which was when we first see, oh God, what is his name? Um, the insurance guy. Yeah, oh, Jerome, yeah. Jerome Katzenbach? Some, Katzenbach. Katzenbach. That's another name um, I wanted to talk about. He's sitting in his car, just chowing down on what is either a baby roof or perhaps a payday. Yes. Yeah. Thoughts? I thought uh, it was a baby roof. It seemed like a, oh, you think it's a baby roof? Yeah. Okay. Is that oh, wait, supposed but to... Are baby roof covered in chocolate? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's and the one peanuts? that's, what's the one that is peanuts Payday's on the outside? Payday's covered in peanuts. There, yeah. That's, that's okay. what, so okay. I'm wrong. But I it was, just yes. like the combination. It looked so really it's a long. Roof. It was a baby roof. Long and skinny though. Yeah, baby roofs are really gross. <laughs> oh, they are? They, well, they're 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 disgusting looking. They taste fine if you like those flavors. Was that supposed um, to make him yeah. seem menacing? You gotta you gotta be down with the nougat. He was always hungry. That was like that character's arc was it how was hungry. Yeah, because he, he gets hangry. A, he may have a condition. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- yeah I did he may like be that part. Hypoglycemic he, or <laughs> there's something else going on there. He seems a little when he obsessive in- introduced himself. I thought that was the funniest moment of the episode because I heard it as if like. Where's the cat? The cat's in back. That, <laughs> and that's how he introduced. He said, "He said, my name is Katzenback." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like just looking around. Yeah, I just find it. I, I found it odd that it wasn't pronounced Katzen Katzenbach. Katzenbach. Or, or, 
Right. But Clearly, I felt the need to mispronounce it for some reason. Cats yeah. and back. <laughs> it's like the Cats and Jammer Kids or something. There's a lot of interesting names in this episode. But Seymour between Seymour Newgarden and Jerome <laughs> Seymour Newgarden. Cats in, in back. <laughs> and uh, Pearl Danko. And Sylvia Van Upton. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I have a lot to say about Sylvia Van But Upton. this is the moment when Cats and Back comes in. He pulls mm-hmm. a gun on the hearts and mm-hmm. takes them to a, an alley. Sorry about pulling that. Sorry about that thing with the gun. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about the gun. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I pulled a gun on you. I am hungry. Mm-hmm. But this is it the made moment me like him when they get, that made me like him. Jonathan knocks the gun out of his hand with the jewelry case for the necklace mm-hmm. that they're looking for. And then Jennifer puts a trash can lid over that gun. Yeah. It's trash on can it. lid uh, one, two. And then she stands on it. It's like, that, that was, is genius. I yeah. thought that was really smart, but that it was also, genius. I was also like, you could just throw her off. That yeah. <laughs> well, you could tell that Jerome's heart wasn't in it. He Drew, was well, he was too hungry. Having a blood sugar dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's just spiraling back what? to food for one second. When they, <laughs> when they take him back to their house and cook him dinner, which is very odd, but it kind of makes sense. They want information from him. What better mm-hmm. way than to like stretch it out over a meal? Mm-hmm. What was with the plate of hoagie rolls? Oh yeah. Yeah. The rolls were so big. Mm-hmm. There were, for being, those aren't dinner rolls. They're like we all bricks. Know that. There were 10 of them on that plate. There were, <laughs> there were 10 hoagie rolls on a plate. They're like little baguettes. In a, in a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. That, that we, she obviously plated for yeah. this situation. And then <laughs> he asks for one. And then when they cut to post-meal, um, <laughs> post-meal post-mortem, there's one and a half rolls left. That dude ate. <laughs> so funny. I love that. He ate seven yeah. and a half so rolls incredible. or eight and a half rolls. <laughs> I think Ugh. that the hoagie rolls, you know, maybe it's some, um, maybe Max is going to make like meatball subs or something. Or was he going to make like poker? Or maybe there's made- a poker game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they had initially planned to have those sandwiches at their weird SeaWorld picnic. <laughs> you know, like I, I sometimes. I'm very compelled by like the sack of hoagie style rolls, but I'm also compelled by sandwiches of any kind. But mm. I mean, if I get one of those bags and it's always a better deal to get them from the bakery, we like to get 10. Mm-hmm. But do you plate a, them all? Bail of yeah. them. <laughs> if um, you have an insurance only, adjuster over. <laughs> yeah. Only when I have a stranger into my house that mm-hmm. I am plying with food to try and get information only to discover that they seemingly have like a tapeworm or something. You're just trying to carbo- carbo- load this yeah. investigator. Yeah, yeah, just to lull them into cult-like uh, compliance. <laughs> but the hoagie rolls, I don't know, I, I just found myself just staring at them because it's just yeah. like, I, too. I know what that is, I know what that is, which seems really simple of me. I found it odd. I, 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 I was very, like, perplexed by the hoagie rolls. I had the reaction to I that. I like that dinner. that's our big our big focus and question from that scene. <laughs> yeah. you know, but let's talk about, I mean, <laughs> the elephant in the room, which is the hoagie rolls, everybody. I just, like, Joe, I can't believe you're not rewriting this shit. It was murder. Dinner rolls or Parker House rolls. Or, yeah, you know, just little whatever, a little round, this little round, this Kaiser podcast. buns, even. I mean, even that would take up less visual space. But my still rewrite, not as much. We really space. go there on my this rewrite podcast. is is bra- brown and serve rolls that uh, you tear apart. Like yeah, those are, of course. Those little, like fan of course. ones, yeah, because you can. Yes, I, I love it. I felt like this dinner really reminded me of too many cooks because the nasty, disgusting seventies, eighties style food cooking at the plate at the end with the perfectly clean corn cob and the pile of chicken bones Mm -hmm. and that chicken looked 
disgusting and not because I don't eat meat, just because whenever that chicken was cooked for home meals, I did not like it. It was weird and gross. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I feel like the food styling of, of this episode and most television of the <laughs> mm-hmm. of the early 80s mm-hmm. and the, the entire 70s is disgusting. Yeah. It's not, it's gourmetic. But this is like, that. <laughs> that's like pre- food television really like it's mm-hmm. i mean there was julia childs but she was in black I'm and sure white for the most, and also in black and white for the beginning of their careers so it was like the, there were the pbs food shows mm-hmm. right. that jack like galloping and, yeah galloping gourmet and all that yeah uh anyway disgusting. Well, heart to heart <laughs> speaking of food this is you guys know otter pops right yeah oh yes is the purple one just violet like, you know, they have the names like yeah. Louie Bluey and Sir Isaac Lime and all that stuff. That sounds right. Um, I mean, it is just Violet. Is it, is it just Violet? Yeah. I can't remember. And I, this I is like Gary have, Grape or something. <laughs> I didn't have, have time to to look it up. But um, for some reason, Sylvia Van Upton. <laughs> sounds uh, like an otter pop. <laughs> no, she just gave me otter pop vibes. <laughs> I can um, see that. And then I, then I was like, is that sexist to me? Because I was like, wow, she's like, she's cold as ice. Right. But then it's like, do we say that about men necessarily? I don't think we, it's our initial default for a similar character to say that they're, they're like ice cold or something. And then it's like, is that a, like, cause then that's connected <laughs> to rigidity. And then it's like, Oh, who's that? Caesar. Caesar. Um, <laughs> what's Caesar, his name? What's Caesar the grape. Caesar the grape. Caesar the grape. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ding. But um, she oh, just Alexander the Grape. Alexander Sorry. the Grape. Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie. We, we didn't. We couldn't find what gall. Caesar the Great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they never called Caesar um, Great. I can see the Otter Pop vibes. She had a very slender. Well, her first outfit was like this weird lavender purple, suit. Yeah. 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 Which I did of, not like. She's just sort of dressed like a sinister. Victorian lady or something. Yes, her nightgown. Yeah, and Mm. like all of her blouses are kind of that way. I got to give it to her though because her dialogue is some of the greatest villainous dialogue. Oh my God. Thus far. My favorite (laughs) one being, I mean, I love the thing that I invoked in the minute, Max. You know about let's make her an offer and let's mm-hmm. offer to to allow her to remain alive. That is incredible. <laughs> and of course, it's delivered. I mean, she definitely didn't go to the film reader finishing school for adult girls. No. She went, you know, and to the fence school Alexandra for the Grape. Yeah, for the two the two fences in all of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, my she kill- yeah, because she killed the other one. Mm-hmm. She did. She killed she killed Morty, which faced Pearl Danko not a bit. Mm-hmm. None of us brought that up at all. That the yeah. opening scene is this woman in a red dress oh, yeah. exiting Morty of uh an air a per- airport terminal and bus getting station. into a car. Oh, it's bus station. Okay, because I was like, this seems weird. Um, because it's not LAX. But uh she goes to the car and there's just a dead guy and she just walks over to the phone and calls. The yeah. heart. Like, she seems oh, no, slightly shaken or something to that effect. Yeah, she oh, seems no, a little. They killed you. They killed, they killed you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I just got. I just got to spit out this iconic Sylvia Van Upton <laughs> line, or she's talking about. She's calling the hearts about Max, mm-hmm. who's being held captive in a very blasé Max yeah. uh, style fashion. He gives she's, no she's shits. Just, yeah, she's like, your friend is alive and well. 
which I assure you is a temporary condition. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, oh my God. But tr- She's she, just so great. She also did say, so Morty goes to the mortician. Right. Oh. Which, <laughs> how does that serve me? Yeah. That's it, right? My Sylvia. favorite My favorite line is, I think it's time we stop letting Pearl string us along. Yeah, that oh, was man. clever. So that was good. clever. I love that Also one. kind of like a weird twist when the henchman is her husband or yeah. her lover, yeah. right? There's an extra moment taken to show that he's in bed with her. And yeah. she's selling. And she's wearing like the nightgown from the mom from Little House on the Prairie. I was just so confused because she's probably a millionaire. I mean, she's selling million dollar pieces. She offers Pearl a hundred thousand dollars for that necklace in that apartment. And that's the bed frame that she chose. <laughs> like, I, yeah, that's that was my main gripe about her. Was like, you live in cheap, girl. You are yeah. living cheap as fuck. You have a shitty apartment, a thrift store. Yeah, and like. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like good cover, I guess, but don't you want to enjoy the luxury that your criminal lifestyle uh, I guess like, not. affords you? Maybe she owes debts. She or maybe she's maybe she's not a fence. Like <laughs> I don't know. There's she's a fence. She's a fence. She said that it's said multiple times. They say it, yeah. That she's a fence. Dear criminals <laughs> Dear criminals in waiting, don't do the fencing thing. It doesn't pay off. It's mm. it you just end up in a shitty apartment and, and have a thrift store. Fencing? Do you mean corpse a corpse? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, I Touché. mean maybe it's just a maybe it's a lifestyle choice. I mean, she is wearing the nightgown from the mom from Little House on the Prairie. Maybe she's just very fiscally conservative. I guess, but I did love her. She's uh, also very cheap, like $100,000 for yeah. a multi-million dollar uh, necklace. Yeah. It's also but very it's also, classist. She's very, she has a lot of put downs for Pearl Dank. She does. Stanley calculates based on the inflation rate of diamonds. And mm-hmm. is right. that real inflation rate of diamonds? Because that's a thousand percent more. Well, he used his calculator. What's the problem? Yeah, I, I trust Stanley. Did you see how many life. newspapers he read? <laughs> yeah. And life magazines? Yeah. <laughs> and all the computer paper. If there's something to be said about bringing, you know, Joe's always got the Moriarty angle about bringing back favorite villains or whatever. It's like this episode made me go there for a second because Sylvia Van Upton, who may or may not be the cheapest fence in town. (laughs) um, I was like, oh, she should team up with Donald Springfield from Max in Love. Oh, yes. Uh, and they could just run a business together. Yeah. Like twice the stealing, twice the fencing, two times the fencing, and he's, twice as many henchmen. He's got a much more ballsy plan to to procure goods to fence. Mm-hmm. He's um, probably like, maybe he's, you know, in a in a wheelchair now because of that car accident. That <laughs> well, would also be a twist. He better not go around the hearts. Or a vat of acid. That's what I mean. They're going to yeah. dump him into a vat of acid. <laughs> so I don't know. Donald Springfield and his, you know, I remembered another pricey f- earrings. Another fish <laughs> theme tie-in when, I don't remember exactly what's happening, but Jennifer and Jonathan are somewhere and Jonathan says, I got to go. And she says, Can't, couldn't you be just a little late? And he says, you mean just for the halibut? Oh, yeah. And, and then she divorces him. Yeah. She well, says, I did. Lo- I love that. She says, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah, I can't do this. anymore. That was really. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing missing is he didn't make his fish face or whatever. The fish eye. Oh, <laughs> which I'm so happy that that, that made the new intro to the, to a weird sound <laughs> yes. effect in the song. Yes. I do love that. <laughs> so I do want to, let's talk about how Max gets guns pulled on him at home. <laughs> At the aquarium <laughs> and gives no shits 
whatsoever. <laughs> when that, I love that scene when uh, Harrison, I think is his name, the the mm-hmm. lover of Sylvia, pulls, <laughs> pulls a gun on Max and he says, what are you going to do with that thing? He says, are you, are you kidding with that? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding, yeah, are you me, kidding, with kidding me with that thing? Are you kidding me with that? Have you read, have you read the funnies today? Uh-huh. Like, I, I assume that he said that because he was like, that little gun's not going to stop me. Mm. P.S. P.S. Uh, henchman, don't say the funnies. Say the funny papers. Yeah. The funnies. <laughs> they don't have time. The funnies today. They don't have time for those extra syllables. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, the, the episode opens with Jonathan pulling a gun out of his nightstand and brandishing it yeah. on Max, mm-hmm. I was so I don't know why I was so surprised that he just immediately brought a gun out when they heard a bump in the night. I was shocked they didn't remember that another person lived in their house. Yeah, but I was <laughs> yeah, that's a person true. who is constantly awake in the middle of the night, constantly. wandering around in a kimono, yeah. uh, rummaging around in the fridge, <laughs> you know, like yeah. fucking around with freeway or whatever. Who yeah, knows? True, right? but of course, coming in, coming in late from his copious. Evenings yes, out with, with multiple women, lady friends, roles, you know, like there's always a card game somewhere, a floating card. game. Totally. If yeah. I was the hearts, I would constantly have a gun. I would be strapped at all times. Well, they are usually really. Oh, yeah. The, the amount of trouble they get into with guns. And if they just had a gun, they'd be, you know, they'd have the upper hand constantly. Well, where's, the, where's the thrill? Yeah, that's true. They are in it for the thrill. <sighs> it's like a drug to them. Not carrying a gun. Fist fights in it for the fist fights. Oh my god, Jonathan gets his ass kicked in the <laughs> like so early in the episode, and I was just like, oh wow, <laughs> right? They're just you going. We're, we're we're swinging. They came out swinging. Well, they sucker punched right. him. You can't. You you're still getting your beer out of the fridge. And Jonathan's <laughs> already getting his his ass whooped. It was great at the bus station. At the bus and and the ladies don't see it at all. They don't see or hear. <laughs> two men crash through a giant cart of luggage <laughs> and then they just leave the luggage that they were trying to steal they run away and pearl describes herself as being raggedy <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah she looks, jennifer she looks impeccable with her multiple flower uh, <laughs> yeah. adornments she, and that because incredible red dress jennifer says handbook jennifer's at the end of a sentence when we reappear to them and is saying something like you look exhausted or something like yeah. that right <laughs> and she says i, I feel, feel pretty raggedy yeah, after that raggedy. bus ride mm-hmm. it's always so flattering when somebody tells you how tired you look <laughs> yeah that's great it's like hey everyone don't don't say that yeah i mean unless you are gesturing towards like a freshly made bed that has been prepared just for me because you know that I have done something just super exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't or, or don't a lounge a lounge tired. chair with a cocktail next to it. Yeah, don't don't tell me I look tired. Is it's it- not not the right way to ask me how I am <laughs> I think, or, or sympathize because you think I had a bad day. Yeah. Chelsea Peretti, I think is, has a joke where she likes to throw people off their game by asking, have you been crying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I have at times responded by saying, Nope, I just look like shit today. Mm. <laughs> uh, what else can you say? I mean, yeah, that's basically what they're what saying. Say. I've, I've been told that multiple times. And it's just like, okay, cool, great. <laughs> Glad to know how I come across immediately. Pearl Danko really reminded me of the landlord from Mulholland Drive. And I thought that oh, might yeah. have been the same. <laughs> Coco. Actor Coco, yeah. <laughs> and she, I loved when, so we didn't talk about, she says, 
Max told me to give him a jingle whenever I was in town, and here I am jingling, I guess. <laughs> so cute. And here I am jingling, so to speak, which I love. And then Max walks in, stares at her, and she says, Will you look at that puss? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I always love referring to a face as a puss. The puss. Like, it's such a weird <laughs> and adorable. Puss. It's adorable. Like, mm. And I know that it, it is sourpuss. Like it is, it's, it's only... When your face looks looks dour or whatever. Yeah. Or sour. And uh, I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Look at that puss. It is cute. That was cute. I have some questions about uh, Seymour Newgarden. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it's just one question. Me too. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's an artisan. <laughs> rush, 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 rush. <laughs> I and know. Like, I'm just like, I don't. I was confused. Wow, I'm not tracking what he's trying to illustrate for me here. Because the diamond will break. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's like and then he's what? He like hits I just it with a, he smashes it with a hammer. He was. Yeah, and if you smash any cubit zirconian with a hammer, it'll probably shatter, right? Yeah, but that's it's not the and the, the, the hearts the hearts didn't <laughs> didn't even suggest to him like oh no no no. <laughs> It's not. It's not meant to last. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to fool someone. It's a. It's for a kidnapping <laughs> switch. <laughs> it's ransom. Yeah. Well, I, I am grateful for the character of Seymour Newgarden because the moment after he does that dramatic yet ultimately ineffective because nobody knows what he's doing it for, smash the fake like display one real diamond, display one fake diamond, smash the fake diamond routine mm-hmm. is the confused and or like just blank looks on the hearts faces <laughs> they, like like jonathan i feel like i had the same look on my face while i was watching that scene as jonathan does in the scene because it's just like this thing where your face is there's a little bit happening under the surface because you are actually thinking like what the fuck is he doing oh my god that's so weird but you're just trying to be blank because it's not because you are worried that seymour newgarden will think like you're not getting it but because you're just sort of having that huh like what's the frequency kenneth like what are you talking about yeah that was what are you doing very confusing and it really makes me feel (laughs) that the writers of heart to heart had a weird thing sydney sheldon maybe had a weird thing about owners of jewelry stores (laughs) and insurance adjusters what are insurance investigators. investigators? He had a weird stick in his mud about these people because they've they've been written in three two insurance investigators and three jewelry store owners, and they're always a little weird. It seems like the mime sort of hatred kind of thing of just this is what these people do. This is what they're like. It's kind of like <laughs> pointed. Wow, I, I feel it. You guys. I don't. Huh. I don't know. I don't I feel don't... like they express any any feelings for these pe- these characters <laughs> one way or the other. I mean, aside from the insurance investigators, the one that fainted when they were buying the million dollar <laughs> for the other ransom switch. But he was like a salesman. Bacopa. He was a salesman. This guy, but he fainted. Made jewelry like this. New Garden. Mm. He, made he jewelry. is legitimately an artisan. Yeah, and yeah. they the hearts have have acknowledged as much. But it's just sort of like, is this just a very elaborate? and sort of destructive way to just, I mean, I know it's just his way of saying, nope, (laughs) but I don't know. It's like, I didn't really, the rush, rush, rush thing didn't really. Yeah. It was weird. Compute for me. Um, 
but I do like that his name is Seymour Newgarden. <laughs> and Jennifer knew it um, immediately. Of nothing, yeah. Mm. He's the best. Um, <laughs> but he just maybe needs to work a little bit more on the communication skills. I feel like he's got the theatrical end of it down pat. I mean, yeah. he, he did all the, the art. I'm an artisan thing. The who, who Among Us hasn't pulled that one. The rush, rush, rush. Like that's, that was good. It's like, yes, that's quite a flourish. And then when the, the, this, is it this or this, that thing, like <laughs> the, it's great. And the hammer, I mean, yeah. yes, yes, yes. But it's just like, it's like a page was missing mm-hmm. from his script. Like the last two pages were stuck together. So he went right from the, I'm an artisan, blah, blah, thing straight to, Rush, rush, Smashing rush. That. Yeah, it just didn't quite. I wish I could do that for people who ask me to do animation and I could just send what, them. What would you smash? I, yeah, I would <laughs> send them a video of me smashing a computer monitor <laughs> that's playing animation and then saying, rush, rush, rush. Rush, rush. <laughs> I want to talk about Max's brilliant escape plan. Oh, yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like it was his, so great. He got out of his binds mm-hmm. at the thrift store that he was being held at. <laughs> oh yeah. Which Sylvia lives above. Uh and mm-hmm. <laughs> because with you her know, sexy hey, lover glamorous Harrison. fencing. In a Victorian kind of way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh he gets out of his binds and then opens a door and hides behind the door, so which was great. so mm-hmm. good. Like him. <laughs> Just casually walking away from behind the door after, <laughs> after the henchman walked downstairs, I was just like, I was genuinely like, "That's great!" It was like, great. This is so the way he just smooth. like smooth lock, locks the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was so slick. It was so slick. And then Sylvia just appears mm-hmm. out of nowhere from behind like a mm-hmm. fucking from dressing the most conspicuously placed <laughs> screen yeah. ever. And Max is a little—he's cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when he goes out into the thrift store. I think Max could have taken <laughs> it. Sylvia lives above. Uh, he, but you know, it's like, Max, Max, the screen, the screen. Uh, Max could have taken a couple bullets from that pea gun that she was holding. Oh, if he ran, which apparently he can't, but if mm-hmm. he ran, he would have gotten out of there. It's like a little one millimeter BB gun that she has. <laughs> just like knocked over something and started I, just <laughs> hurling chotch. Yeah. Hurl a vase at her. <laughs> I'm sure there was like, I'm sure there was a, some brass cookware somewhere that he could have like deflected a bullet with no it should have been a a fish shaped plate (laughs) one of those fish molds because you know what the other fish motif in the episode where do they find the necklace where did pearl danko hide the necklace in a fish fish. weird but Mm -hmm. as if fish meant something to them Hmm. it's interesting you would say that although a whale is not a fish i had the thought where i'm like ah jerome katzenbach he has kind of like a Moby Dick thing going on. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, the white whale is that necklace. What was that necklace called? Do we remember? It was. Is it the Domier? Domier. Yes. Yeah. Is that meant? Well, anyways. That Stanley figures out. That, whoa. Is that a kind of fish or something? <laughs> <laughs> the Domier. Oh my god! If it is, this, this episode is my favorite heart to heart episode. If that's a fish. <laughs> No, no, it's a not flower. A fish. Domier, uh, Domier. Well, so my favorite Sylvia line came at the showdown at Bayside Supply. Um, after they <laughs> they like meet halfway in front of a vat of bubbling acid. Yep. Uh, they pull out the necklace, <laughs> and Sylvia goes, <laughs> "Diamonds." <laughs> <laughs> she just says diamonds 
diamond. That's yeah. all she oh, says. Great. Yeah. And I fell out. I, that, <laughs> I love it. Diamonds. I mean, <laughs> Alexandra the Grape just nailed it with that one. Mm, Alexandra. She's she's <laughs> the grape. An, an unusual villain. I mean, I think uh, that actress made more of that role yes. than some people would have. Like, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's very effortless, that performance. I think it's like, I believe that that woman is Sylvia Van Eppen mm-hmm. slash Alexander. It's effortless, Grape. yet very cutting in that way, where it's subtle, and that that is more scary than if she had done any more with it. It is. She's mm-hmm. a pretty scary villain. She's menacing. She she's is. very menacing as fuck. Yeah. Like she's got she's these two guys. She's menacing even when they're are... sitting down to eat cookies. Like she's menacing. <laughs> she will gut a domier. Right? She's just like, hmm. <laughs> this is good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, luggage carts. Mm-hmm. That was the great. return of the luggage cart <laughs> as a, as a foil because the luggage cart foils. Beale and Harrison's attempt to escape with Pearl Danko's luggage at the bus station after they whoop Jonathan's ass into yeah. next Sunday. Then uh, off they go, only to be thwarted by a heap of luggage on top of the luggage. Right? Yeah, as if she's going to leave a priceless domier in her luggage, in her checked baggage <laughs> that she has to go she pick is, up. She because... What are things coming to when people can't even have their, even their shitty luggage isn't safe or something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. What a world we live in. <laughs> yeah, what a, like that. one of those things, yeah. 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 Well, just knowing, knowing now that it's a bus station and not an airport, I'm like, yeah, that's what you get. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Well, uh, is it time for? It's time for mm. Pick Your Poke. Spearfish, your domier. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't do pick your poke again. Pick your poke. Oh, oh, opportunity missed. A fish dish. An opportunity missed. And I am a gourmetic, so it would have made sense. <laughs> Gourmet dick. Um, my poke, I have a double poke. Double poke? Two fish Dub- on this. What? I got two fish on this line. Oh, my it's God. It's the two henchmen. I couldn't choose between betwixt. Uh, <laughs> and I thought they were both pretty attractive, and I would fancy a night out with them. The heavies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are their names? What did you say? Skittles Harrison and, and, and Beal. Harrison and Beal. I like those names together. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> Ellen? <laughs> Imagine us out on a night on the town. <laughs> wow. I Of course, I, I just haven't given... A moment's thought to this. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yes, because um, you, you haven't fish? done it 30 times. So why, I, why no, would you? No, I just, just for some reason, I think maybe that that's a sign that this episode was not arousing to me. No, no. Um, I guess if I, if I were forced to make a pick, it would also be two people. Mm. But not because I want to get with both of them at the same time. It's not like they're twins, am I right? Um, twins. It's because <laughs> twins. It's because I just can't. I'd be okay with either one of them, and that's of course Alexandra the Grape, Sylvia Van Upton, and Pearl Danko. Oh, Pearl yeah. Danko. Hmm. There you go. I love it. Uh, it's Harrison for me. Harrison. Uh, Harrison. Mm. Harrison the heavy. I also was like, well, both of the heavies can get it, but Harrison. They're very different from each other. I yeah. mean, Harrison they each have a distinct appeal. Yeah. He, I don't know. That's Beal. Okay. Yeah. Harrison's and, my yeah, first Yeah. Harrison, I, there was something, something about him was, was very attractive to me. Yeah. He's, he's looks good. He's a good guy. But I, I, I do want to say this season 
has been dry. Yeah, it's been really like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but like, <laughs> they just aren't casting attractive men. Men who look good in jeans. They're not. Mm-mm. We have yet to see like a 30-something artist. A stunner. We have yet to see like anyone who looks good in jeans, really. Like, it's just, it's it's a lot of, yeah. it's a lot of older men, which is cool. We like older men. Uh, very much. I I am one. We love a daddy, uh, but but it's it's just weird to me. It's very odd to me that there's the casting this season tends to skew older. Yeah, and less not. I'm I'm not saying less attractive, but less conventionally sexy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a strange thing to me. It's weird. I don't know yeah. how to like explain it. Like maybe is I it, totally is it agree. That they're trying to make Jonathan and Jennifer seem even more appealing. Maybe. Who's the sexiest? Maybe the Nielsen ratings came back and it was a, <laughs> an older audience, except for me and you, Eric. That's true. That's true. There's, well, we didn't yeah. get to, we, we were not a Nielsen home. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's two eight-year-olds. Who's the most attractive this season? Do we even remember? I, can't, I don't have a single person that I can think of that was, because the stunning one was uh, Jonathan Hart Jr. from season one he was our vince oh, yeah vince, vince yeah, not, really liked vince. not the child <laughs> not the child no <laughs> not the super gay child not the child um, <laughs> uh, i'm trying to i don't i don't have a memorable poke from this every season. every episode has been a struggle to choose somebody it i mean this been. one was a little really bit rough. easier but I, I guess like there there were a couple models in um the first episode uh well there was the male there was the male model <laughs> slash faux fbi agent New York but is he, murder. We didn't even pick <laughs> him. Man. We didn't even pick him. <laughs> what about, I thought you guys really liked um, Susan, Dr. Susan's husband. Oh. In, uh, in a, what murder? What murder? Oh. What murder? What murder? That guy. Oh, I'm, I'm recalling him now. And, and no, mm-hmm. I mean, what he, murder? he was, again, it was just like scraping the bottom of that. Yeah. It felt like that poke barrel. Yeah. Like it, yeah, no, this was just... I thought you were talking about the doggone it scientist for a second, which I guess... But even him, it's no, just like... It's not, no, It's not sexy. <laughs> no, it, w- it would have been... It would have been... Uh, what, what was her name? Roseanne? What was... Uh, Ruby? Rosemary. Ro- Ruby. Ruby. She's the hottest person in the entire season so far. That's true. Her true. leather jumpsuit on the treadmill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Bob Haywood. Haywood or Hayward. Who is that? Which one was he? She is. Oh, Bob! Us. Yes, oh, <laughs> I fell into the trap. <laughs> we were this is de- this is Detective Leslie Ridings. <laughs> this is Detective Ridings. Yeah, right. no, the ladies have. There have definitely been like some very hot ladies, but the men. Oh yeah, the men every have episode. Maybe the casting candles. director <laughs> switched from a female to a man or something. I don't know. It's weird that they're not casting the show to facilitate people doing something <laughs> called pick your poke. I know it's weird. That it is, is weird. Really weird. It's offensive a little bit. Because I mean, why why are we even here? I th- well if just this, if this is how think about television today. Television today is absolutely casted by someone who's like, well we need to see who a podcast will choose to fuck. They look at the, right. like, the top like, Pornhub videos and cast somebody who, who looks like is that. the thirst trappiest of yes. them all. Yeah. Definitely. Here at Thirst Casting, we <laughs> Thirst Casting. We well, will never or, leave you dry. Or maybe you guys are really just discovering that your feelings for Vince go beyond just a simple poke. Yeah, it's love. Perhaps perhaps, yeah, maybe you've developed feelings over time for that <laughs> albino rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. 
No, but uh, to- Tony was <laughs> like Tony was oh, a Tony. Like Tony's we don't we don't even Tony. get a Tony crowd like, favorite. Yeah, Ooh, crowd favorite. Tony, 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 Tony. Yeah. Jennifer wore a blazer and blue jeans in the last scene of this episode, and I mm-hmm. thought that looked so great on her. I loved her sweater at the aquarium. Her, yeah, with the, the geometric design on it yes. and the the slit ter- um, the collar collar that that mm-hmm. hung down. I thought that was so cute. And yeah, I loved I loved Sylvia's uh, black and white striped sweater with the white skirt. Uh, yeah, look. that, that, was, that a great was a look. good look too. And then that was nice. Jennifer also, I felt like she did something a little bit out of character in the last scene and just tackled, uh, yeah, Alexandria the Grape. <laughs> she did. She she <laughs> went whole hog on it. I grappled was so the happy. gun and necklace out of her hand. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. totally destroyed her which was really good which is great i mean jonathan was busy throwing um beal through a mm-hmm. door mm-hmm. <laughs> flirting with beal the door right next to the vat of acid vat of there was acid. there was also a door the, the on... waist high bubbling vat yeah of acid. there was a door on top of the bubbling vat of acid as well just I laid still out can't get over the open vat of acid. like it was just an open six foot diameter right. Like uh, it's uh, acid. yeah, like it's a tannery in London in like 1792 or something. There's just like bubbling vats of shit in the streets, and nobody was even using it. I don't even know why it was there. What? No one was using well, that entire place. Like no. it didn't. None of it made sense. But it's a supply company, and what all I could tell was like, well, maybe they're supplying people with bubbling acid or with lengths of black pvc pipe <laughs> or yeah. shitty doors or just because uh jonathan would. and beale really the third person in their brawl is that stack of pvc pipe <laughs> because they tangle with it and then they also kind of have to tango with it mm. when they were trying just to walk back to a clear space in order to be like you're caught yeah that's <laughs> very weird that location really weird. too was very much <laughs> The back of a back lot. Like it was it was such a <laughs> yes. such a back lot set, but the part that you're not supposed to see, there were like nothing but boarded up buildings, quote unquote, that had no building attached to them. It was hilarious. Well, I, appreci- I appreciate the sorry, just one more thing yes. before rewrite corner, if I may. I I appreciate the bubbling vat of acid. Because I like the vats in any episode. I love a, a big vat of something mm-hmm. and or a hot tub, tomato, tomato. But, um, <laughs> you know, because this, the same leverage could have happened plot wise if it was like a, tr- a dumpster that was a trash compactor and John- Jonathan's got his hand, you know, on the button or whatever. You know, like there's there's other whatever supply company, back alley, PVC pipe and shitty door store um, ways to go with it. Right. Uh. But the bubbling vat of acid is absolutely my preferred thing that they do. It's like, yes, have a waist-high bubbling vat of acid, Random. please. Yeah. If you must threaten to destroy this necklace, the Domier, yeah. by all means, a vat of acid. I, rewrite, would have Alexandria the Grape own <laughs> an aquarium to keep with the fish theme. She runs a fence out of the aquarium and they end up all above a giant pit of sharks. Oh. And there's a there's fist fights. I like it. People get thrown into the shark tank and sharks devour them. I like it. 
I think that would be, and then it would be the whole fish theme would come back. Max could do a fishing joke. They could be like, I would cook that with butter or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the best. There's more. That's a low hanging fruit. <laughs> and that is actually the best. Shark fin soup, yeah. anyone? <laughs> Pearl Danko could say. The, just, just like round out the whole fish theme that was very vague. It was a watercolory, just light watercolored fish theme on the episode that I think could have been blood red. <laughs> Just spattered fish. I, I love the way you're thinking. I, I also Pearl Dinko. Writerly put, Joe. Yes, thank you. Writerly put. Writerly, Writerly put. That's like you, you telling me I'm exhausted. <laughs> you are an artisan. <laughs> of rush, words. rush, rush. Yeah, rush, rush, rush. I just also think Pearl Danko should not have been out in a coma for half the episode because I liked her. I would have wanted her to be, but I, it doesn't really work the story that they put forth because they had to find the necklace. That was the panic. But I, I wanted Pearl Danko to be teamed up with the hearts to find Max and to help him. I would have liked that more. So her not being in a coma for half the episode would have been great. <laughs> And I liked her a lot. I, I really liked that character. So I thought it was interesting. The end, the very end of the episode, the way I saw it. So they go to see Pearl in the in the hospital. Yeah, she's putting lipstick on. And they say, you know, hey, surprise! You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be prosecuted for stealing this necklace because yeah. your brother stole it or whatever. And, and you were just your an accident. Yeah, and faking your own death. We don't really care. Everything is cool. And. She says, like, well, I'm thinking of starting a business and I just need a couple of investors. In Australia. And it seemed to me so dark. Like, that just, the way it came across to me was so dark. And then they played, like, kind of cutesy music and everyone smiled. Like, oh, never mind. Ha ha. What a, oh, this girl's a scamp. She's up to her own but shenanigans I was like, again. Ooh, like, yeah, she's, she is a villain. Like, she's kind of a villain. <laughs> She got them yeah. all caught up in this bullshit for one. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, I just met a bunch of rich people. Like, can you guys fund my escape to Australia? Yeah. Yeah. She's like the, she's like the grifter with the heart of gold, right? Yeah. I don't know about no she's heart like of gold. like a little bit of a, little bit of a con artist a little bit. Well, she clearly loves Max. Does I, she though? Or does she just see Max as an opportunity? I like that. I, she's a charmer, and she's, she's definitely a charmer. She's great. She has ulterior motives, though, and I like that for especially for a female character. I don't feel like you get that a lot. I like it too. I like it, but I do. I I don't like that it ended on a kind of up note mm -hmm. with that. Like I feel like it. It seemed I really thought that it was going to be like she says that, and then Max looks at the hearts and says, "Can you give me a minute?" And <laughs> says, "Look, Pearl." We've had our good times. Yeah. And I think we've had our last. Yeah. Good luck. Wow. Good luck to you. I wish you was still dead. <laughs> <laughs> might be might be time wow. for you to go back to being dead, Pearl. Yeah, time to go back to being dead. Hmm. Do you think that you took it that way because you're invested in Max and it's in some ways it is it is just it is a disappointment to Max? Yes. But I think that any viewer of Heart to Heart is supposed to be invested in Max. Uh, and you should feel that way. Like you, you should feel like anyone taking advantage of Max is a bad guy. Just like what's her name in Max in Love, <sighs> who technically saved him from being uh, prosecuted for whatever murder, but we still hate her. Like she fucked with Max. Yeah, she was willing to to leave him hanging to frame him. Pearl also willingly got Max involved in this thing. 
without telling anybody what was going on. It wasn't like, I need your help. It was, I'm using you to hide out while I am doing nefarious business. She goes, she well, was. maybe, maybe uh, Max, you know, doesn't make the best choices in relationships. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of choices. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's always looking, he's always got, looking yeah. for the next con woman. He's got lots of ladies on the line. <laughs> Pearl could have sold that necklace for a hundred thousand and been fine and ca- not caused any of this trouble. Yeah. I, that's another thing that I'm, I'm like, I get being opportunistic. You, you were left with, you were left with a bag and you can offload this bag and profit from it. Don't get all greedy. Mm-hmm. You're just going to bring down innocent folk. What is, uh, when they say, they ask her about her brother and she says he was, you know, kind of, and then yeah. thumbs her nose or, touches her that's nose. That's like a that's an old school It's like mafia. you're in the mafia. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. I want the hearts to get more involved with mafia stuff. A Sopranos episode of <laughs> the hearts. Well, should we get to ratings? We should. Uh, well, that's our new theme song for the ratings. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's really nice. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with four hearts. Wow. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit and I loved the villain. And it was very clear what was happening the whole time. I was not confused. <laughs> there were just enough characters. Pearl Danko was great. I really, really liked her performance, especially when she was talking to Max again. I could have used more of her. I would have liked to have more of her. Points off for not fully committing to a fish theme. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go four. And it does feel... This feels like a... <laughs> that's the best thing ever (laughs) from murder rap to what was the last one uh Uh, murder Murder in paradise murder in paradise this feels like a major turnaround to me this feels like they're back on track and they've they've done a coherent episode that has a good story and it is a good story i really don't have there's not a real big major rewrite in terms of what the characters are doing, how the characters come into play, you know, having Max thinking his ex-wife is dead. And then that wouldn't have worked if that performance was, didn't work as well for mm-hmm. me. That that performance just clinched that whole story. And it was so good that it really made it work for me. So four hearts out of five. Cool. Ellen? Hmm. Ellen? Um, I'm going with three. I think it is absolutely fine with some uh, very high notes obviously as i said like i really love the character and the performance of uh, pearl denko i really took delight in sylvia van upton Mm -hmm. alexandra the great Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know like there's there's a lot a lot to like but for me for some reason when you put it all together it didn't fire on all cylinders as i would have expected it wasn't the parts are more than the sum for me. I might have to re-rate at the end. I'm feeling that I'm, I'm being colored by the terrible You seem so episodes. unsure this season with your ratings. Yeah, Joe, there's lots of, lots of re-rates. Yeah, you've are, we, are we yeah, putting peer pressure on you? You don't have to drink to have fun. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it will be more fun. You off to have a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just the, the terrible episodes we've murder rap and murder in paradise are not good so coming back from that i feel like it's colored by that so i think thinking back over the whole season might be different that's legit i mean we we do reserve the right to to re-rate anything that we choose to 
I'm giving this a three. I'm keeping with uh, I'm keeping with me and Ellen solidarity movement. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this a three, which I I I wrote that down as my rating after watching the mm-hmm. episode, and it didn't change after talking about it. It's a perfectly fine episode of Heart to Heart. Mm-hmm. Max cracked me up. Uh, I think Pearl is an amazing character. The hearts were great. They had the dialogue in this episode was really good. refined. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there's something missing. Like it didn't t- it didn't all come together. The fish theme. <laughs> Maybe it was the fish theme. Uh, there was it didn't all come together fully for me to be a, an excellent episode. But it was a good episode. It was fun. It was very fun. Yeah. So it's a three, which brings it to a ten. Heart attack. Which is a heart attack. It's yeah. it's our it's it's not our first because we've had a actual heart of gold. We are coming off a bad streak, and this was be- so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Than murder rap and murder in paradise, or this lady is murder. I just think if we had rushed, um, okay, okay. <laughs> or murder is a man's best <laughs> okay, friend. Okay, if we had watched Tis the Season to be Tis the Season for murder, and then this, my I think my rating would be lower. Maybe, yeah. So that's my issue. That's yeah. my ish. I don't know. That's my ish but, with uh, no fish, Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, what are we doing next? As always, I'm glad you asked, Eric. <laughs> Uh, coming up next, originally airing on February 3rd, 1981, Murder is a Drag. Oh, no. At the opera, Jonathan is mistaken for a hitman and is given an envelope containing $100,000 for the job. When the messenger is murdered, Jonathan poses as the hitman in an attempt to save the victim's life. Wow. Is the hitman a woman? <laughs> well done, Stone Face. Say Ellen. no more. I'm curious. I'm I'm curious more than anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll we'll be that'll be next week. Yeah. Uh, that'll be the week of Krishmish. Uh Thank you guys Krishmish. for listening. We I also I don't know when this will come out. This comes out. Uh, This comes out Christmas Day. Oh, shit. Really? (laughs) Wow. Well, nobody's doing anything that day, so that's perfect. Well, Eric's birthday is tomorrow, so I just want to say happy birthday. birthday. My birthday was a week ago. A week ago. Happy past (laughs) birthday, Eric. You fools. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Which uh, <laughs> you have a Christmas birthday, which kind of sucks for you. It doesn't suck. It's never sucked. I'm I'm oh, one of the few that has a birthday very close to Christmas, and it has never been a hindrance in my opinion. I've I put your birthday present under the Christmas tree, and I was like, "Is that offensive to a, bir- a Christmas birthday?" <laughs> that's so offensive. But I use different wrapping paper that's not Christmas themed. Okay. So well, that's a little better, at least. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oof. Oh my gosh. Ellen, wow. were you just Ooh, about Joe. to like yeah. cancel Joe? Ooh. I was about to cancel yeah, Joe. <laughs> Is like, what is this, Pearl Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, 9-11? <laughs> That's the 9-11 of birthday gifts right there. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I yeah. Selfish, I selfishly like that your birthday is the date that is in relation to the holiday of Christmas because it's easy to remember. Yeah. It's easy to remember. Yeah, totally. It's, it's one actual week before Christmas. It's the 18th of December. 18th of December. In in case you're math compromised. (laughs) In case you don't have Stanley coming over with his magic (laughs) calculator. In case New Wave Stanley isn't there to to show you the Life magazine from the date of my birth. To cogitate for you. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a good holiday time. Uh, I hope that folks in the East Coast are staying warm and indoors. (laughs) 
but I am super jealous of your nor'easter. Oh my god, Jeff I is can't wait to look me. at the traffic cameras again. That's what I do when they have big storms. Oh New York City traffic cameras on my laptop. That's I've done so that for good. years. My Instagram is just a snow covered wonderland, and yeah. I'm so happy that mm. I follow a bunch of people in different places. <laughs> Jeff in Souderton, Pennsylvania, has been sending me videos of just oh. snow covered. Oh, it's so I'm, magical. I'm, Three feet I'm also in I'm so jealous. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm super yeah, jealous, but I'm also I'm also kind of relieved that I we just, don't have to deal with it. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Although honestly, if there's one good thing about COVID, <laughs> uh, it's that you know what? Three feet of snow, keep your fucking ass inside. Yeah. You should be keeping your ass inside anyway. Yeah. And but not with other people outside you of your bubble. Yeah, yeah. true. Hence, keeping your ass, including those other people's asses, inside. <laughs> Keep your communal asses inside. Yes. Uh, stay safe, guys, and stay warm. And and it was murder. Keep pod. watching Heart to Heart and listening to It Was Murder Pod. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at It Was Murder Pod. Email us at It Was Murder Pod. Send in your goddamn minute maxes. Take a send in your minute maxes. Take a cue from Jenny. We love, love, love. Jenny's been at Max's. Jenny and her, her, her as husband. of yet unnamed husband. And if anyone else wants to do a minute max, all you got to do is send it to us on Instagram or Gmail or whatever, and we will play it on the show and react to it as we do. Mail it to us <laughs> in a paper envelope. I also kind of love that they they actually work them out. Like that. Oh it's, my god! That yeah. it's a genuine minute max. That was rehearsed. That it's rehearsed and it's done well it's and it tells solid. everyone listening exactly what happened because we can't do that no it's so hard we are unable to do it we should we should try that sometime we should all try a three-way communal ma- minute max where we someone says the beginning then the next person takes up where they left off and the next person out that would be so hard <laughs> an ex- exquisite corpse a corpse yeah. uh-huh corpse a corpse <laughs> an exquisite max exquisite max <laughs> i like that uh anyway oh freeway oh freeway this episode there was a moment where freeway was sitting when they were arguing when it was pearl harbor he rolled over on his back for a split second and it was so cute and it just made me think of when boba like gets comfortable and rolls oh, over yeah. her back and i was like oh that's what you do when you're about to go to sleep that's cute was it cute joe mm, you, you know the smells coming off those wet tips of hair i don't know that's <laughs> cute the musty ass i don't know he needs a haircut let's give him a haircut oh my god good night freeway good night freeway josie <laughs> good night freeway i love you <laughs> <laughs>